Welcome to another inspirational message from Chowdean Community Church, Gateshead. For more information about Chowdean, visit www.chowdean.org.uk. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Please do have a seat. And I'm going to ask Esther if she'll come and uh, read a bit from God's Word, the Bible, to us. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now the snake was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the snake, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say... You must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. You will not certainly die, the snake said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Verse 23. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work from the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the Tree of Life. Right, now, uh, we're going to hear from God's Word, the Bible, so why don't we pray uh, once more and ask that he would speak to us uh, from the Bible this morning. Let's let's pray. Father God, we uh, thank you for what we've just sung. We pray that you would help us now as we look at this really, really old bit from the Bible. Please help us to make sense of it in our heads, uh, but also then to uh, respond in love for you and to put our trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, now, I uh, was wondering whether uh, anyone would be willing to come and uh, volunteer, because uh, I've got a little scenario. Do you want to come and help? Yeah, up you come. And you want to come and help? Uh, I need one more. Come on then, up you come. That's, that's all right. You can le- either leave your phone in your pocket, or you can leave it there if you like. It's completely up to you. Right, you two come up here, and uh, I need one more. I need one more. Uh, would you like to come up? Right, up you come. Ashley, you're the tallest, so you can come and stand in the middle. Right, now, I'm relying on you three to be very sensible and to do some great acting for me, all right? There will be some things for you to uh, do and say as we go through. Okay, now this first bit is, uh, is made up. It's just a made-up story, but it's very helpful for helping us to understand what's going on in that Bible passage. And this is a bit where I'm going to ruin your hairstyle. Sorry about that. And it looks as though you probably spent a long time sorting that out this morning as well. Yeah? Okay, I'll, tr- I'll, tr- I'll try not to ruin it too quickly. Right, imagine that we, uh, we had uh, in a primary school, in an ordinary school, uh, a student called uh, Fred. Should we call you Fred? All right, and Fred had a, had a very, very cool school uniform. <laughs> that is the coolest school uniform. And his best mate at school was, uh, what should we call you, Sid, shall we? There we go, there's Sid. There's Sid, uh, who also had a very cool uh, 
who wore, wore his very cool school uniform. And they were best mates at school. Fred and Sid were best mates at school. And they were in the same class at school. And this was their teacher. So, uh, so there we go, one of those. And, uh, and because, because you're an underpaid teacher, your jacket doesn't fit very well. There we go, so you can try that. Beautifully fitted jacket, there we go. Okay, so he was a very, very good teacher, and uh, the children in the class uh, loved uh, learning uh, maths and English and all the other things from him. And the teacher in this class had one rule. One, one tiny little rule, all right? That's all, one rule, okay? Listen, one rule. And the rule was this. Don't touch the Tigger mug. <gasps> Oh, sorry, no, it's your mug, isn't it? That's fine. Uh, don't touch the Tigger mug. All right? That was his one rule for them. And it was a very good rule because, because uh, let's imagine that this was uh, a birthday present or something from your favorite auntie or uncle or grandma, grandma or granddad, something like that. Okay? So it's a very, very special mug. Okay? So every day he would remind the children, including Sid and Fred, the rule. He would say, don't touch the... No, no, the teacher would remind them of the rule, you know, just like we rehearsed, uh, remind them of the rule, don't touch the mug, don't touch the the Tigger mug, all right? Don't touch the Tigger mug. What was that phrase about working with children and animals? Don't touch the Tigger mug. Uh, and now, one day, one day, uh, the teacher was uh, in the staff room, can I just get you to face there just for a couple of minutes, was in the uh, staff room having a cup of coffee during a break time, when, let's imagine, Fred decided that he knew better. I know better, said Fred. I know better. Right, I know better, said Fred. And so he came in from the yard, and with one finger, he touched the Tigger mug. Just like that, yeah. What's worse, what's worse, he then picked up the Tigger mug. In fact, you come up here. Let's try that. This is great. You can, come here. Stand here. You can, you, can be our, you can be our kind of visual effects man. What was worse, he then picked up the Tigger mug. And, there's one more. And then uh, he got his mate Sid in from the yard, and they decided to play. Now, I'm going to do this for you for reasons that will become apparent. They then decided to throw the Tigger mug from one to the other. <gasps> and every time, this visual effects man <laughs> went like this. And you've guessed it, eventually what happened was it fell on the floor, and here's one I prepared earlier. Oh, no! It's, it's broken. They've broken the Tigger mug. And just at that point, the teacher came back in, as, and as teachers are likely to do in a situation like that, he looked at the broken Tigger mug, and he went, this is your big moment, he went, yes, exactly. But you're not going to kill them, are you? Because that's against the law for a teacher to do that. Um, now, two things happened. 
two interesting things happened. Thank you very much. Let's give our visual effects man a round of applause. Thank you. Two interesting things happened. The first one was that, as you can see, they have already fallen out in their friendship with their teacher. Their, their relationship, their teacher, has been damaged because they have gone against his rules. They have decided that they know better. And so he got very angry with them. The other thing that happened was this, was that they started to fall out with each other. So, for example, uh, Fred said, it was his fault. Yes, and Sid said, it was his fault. Fred said, it was his fault, 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 it was his fault. And you can see what's happened is that their friendship with each other has also been damaged because of what they've done. Let us, let us give our teacher a round of applause. Thank you very much. You can go and have a sit down. And can you two stay with us for a bit longer? Is that all right? They are, they are complicated things, ties, aren't they? Right, brilliant. Thank you very much, Mr. Teacher. Now, all of that sounds a bit strange, but it actually is very, uh, it's very much like what happened in that uh, passage from the Bible that Esther read to us earlier on. Now, I know we've got two boys up here, but I want you to imagine that these are the, fir the first two people that God had made. And uh, he did some amazing stuff for them. The first... The first thing he did was he put them in a wonderful, wonderful garden. Hold on to the flowers, please. It's a beautiful, beautiful garden. Uh, and it was a beautiful garden with some amazing animals and uh, beautiful scenery. It was absolutely perfect. And it was perfect because there were none of these things. There was no crying. Okay? There was no pain. There was no arguments. There, yeah, exactly. There were no need for parents to solve arguments. Uh, there was no death. It was absolutely perfect. And because of that, now I know you are two blokes, but the best, the best way I can show this is by um, putting a heart around you. Um, and I know, I know that sounds a bit kind of fluffy, girly, girly, but um, what it's meant to show is that you were that they were great friends, they were perfect friends. Just listen, please. They were perfect friends with, and they were also perfect friends with each other. Exactly. Their friendship wasn't damaged or ruined at all uh, by um, arguments or um, selfishness or anything like that. And God had one rule, and the rule was this. Do not touch the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden. Do not touch the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden. Now, the Bible doesn't say, even the Good News version doesn't say that it was a big inflatable banana, but we are going to use our imagination. Do not touch, said God, the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden. You can eat all the other fruit from all the other trees. You can eat fruit from the apple trees. You can eat fruit from the peach trees, from the cherry trees, and even from the sausage roll trees, but... But do not touch the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden. Now, these guys have now got an important decision to make. Because if they do what God says, they'll be thinking this. All right? They'll be thinking, read this, read this with me all together. Your king 
I want to please you. God is king. God has created this amazing, amazing, amazing universe with this amazing stuff in it. It's perfect. It works perfectly. He is king. He is king, whether we like it or not. Question is, are they going to think you're king, which is true, I want to please you, and then they will obey God's word, or will they think this? Read it with me. I want to be king. I want to please me. And if they decide that they want to be king instead of God, then they will disobey him, won't they? They'll do what they want. Well, sadly, what happened was that they decided one day when they looked at the big inflatable plastic banana, which wasn't a big inflatable plastic banana, and they saw how tasty it was, and they smelt how yummy it smelt. <sighs> They ate the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden. The whole thing. And straight away, two things happened. The first thing that happened was that their relationship with God was wrecked. So whereas previously the Bible says that they had been able to walk in the garden and just chat to God, they, they could just talk. Can you imagine being so close that you could just talk to God? And ask him things like why he made wasps and stuff like that, yes? But also, but, but whereas they'd been able to walk through the garden with God, after they'd done this, after they'd eaten that fruit, uh, their, their relationship with God had been damaged. They had to hide from God. And God challenged them about it. And guess what started to happen? It was him! 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 You see what's happened? They've fallen out of friends with each other. So I'm going to take these off you, which showed that you had a perfect relationship with God and a perfect relationship with each other, and God had to throw them out of the perfect garden. Let's give these two a round of applause, please, as they sit down. Thank you very much. Go and have a sit down. Now that is a very sad bit from the Bible, but it explains an awful lot. It explains why, right from then to where we are now, we have a tendency to turn away from God. In other words, we find it easier to say to God or to think, I want to be king. I want to please me. It's easier for us to do that often than it is to want to please God. And the Bible has a word for it when we turn against God and when we say, no, I don't want you king, I want to be king myself. And the Bible's word has three letters. The first one is S, and the last one is M, and I am in the middle. What's the name of that word? Sin. The Bible calls that sin when we say, God, I don't want you in charge, I want to be in charge. And when God sent them out of the garden, he stopped them from coming back to what Genesis describes as the tree of life. In other words, what, what the Bible is telling us is that from that point on, we were stopped from having life forever. And so our lives stop. They all have to stop at some point, whereas previously that wasn't the case. And we're stuffed, aren't we? We are stuffed. We face God's judgment. We face, for, we face forever being separated from God. We face having forever with God as our enemy instead of our friend.
friend. And we're stuck unless, unless this. Because thousands of years later, and there's a hint in Genesis 3 that this is going to happen. The Bible hints that it's going to happen. Thousands of years later, Jesus, uh, God sent his son Jesus to this earth. And Jesus taught some amazing stuff, and he did some amazing stuff to prove who he is. But most importantly, he allowed himself to die a horrific death on a wooden cross, a Roman cross. And after six hours on the cross, he was clearly dead. They took his body down, and they buried him in a tomb. And something amazing was happening, the Bible tells us, when Jesus was dying on the cross. What was happening was that Jesus was taking your punishment, my punishment, your punishment, my punishment on the cross for what we've done. For every time we've thought, I want to be king, I want to please me. Every time we've been selfish, every time we failed to love God, every time we failed to love each other as we should do. Jesus was taking the punishment for that, which means... This is the exciting bit, which means when we go to Jesus and say, I'm sorry, forgive me, we will be forgiven. We will be forgiven not because we're good, because we're not good. We're rubbish. We're sinners. But we're forgiven because Jesus has already been punished in our place so we can be friends with God again. The only question is whether we're going to go back to him and ask for forgiveness or whether we're going to carry on ignoring what Jesus has done for us. One last thing, and that is that uh, remember that they were banned from getting back to the tree of life. So they, their lives came to an end. They were stopped from having life forever. Well, Jesus didn't stay dead. He came back alive again three days later. He proved who he was by rising again, which means that Jesus has the power to give us life forever with God as friend instead of God as our enemy forever, which is the most brilliant, brilliant news. Let's say a prayer as we finish, and I'm going to hand back to Terry. Father God, uh, we thank you for the amazing good news uh, of what Jesus did on the cross for us and in rising from the dead. And thank you uh, for that. Thank you that he did that willingly for us, out of his love for us. And please help us to think about our rebellion against you and how we've turned away from you and how we need Jesus to rescue us from our sin, to make us your friends forever. Help us as we go away thinking about that. In Jesus' name, amen. Terry. This is the end of this message. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about our church, please visit www.chowdean.org.uk and please take a minute to rate our podcast on iTunes.